If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday on a hump day. And it's going to be a juicy one today. We got illegal immigrant talk. Brandon Darby, our border experts going to join us eh, half hour, 45 minutes from now. I want to know why the stall. There's a little stall in all this, all this invasion that's happening. Why? We'll talk about that tonight. Eric Adams, Joe Biden, apparently that fight has been ramped up a bit. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Federal Reserve and how we're all screwed. (laughs) We'll talk about birth rates. That's always fun. Why teachers become teachers. Many of them, not all of them. Teenagers. We'll talk about congressional Democrats. We'll talk about local elections, apathy, all that emails, and so much more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to begin here. I saw this on the news this morning. Actually, it was on social media this morning. Bunch of New York Democrats talking about the illegal aliens, the illegal immigrants pouring in. Where the heck is the President of the United States? Uh, That that is a good question. We already have over 61,000 
over 40,000 houses in New York City. They're bursting at the seams, and Mayor Adams is doing the very best he can in a difficult situation. So how is your city coping with this? We're at the breaking point, particularly with regards to resources in terms of capacity and space, as well as money. <clears throat> We've expended. Okay, I could let it go on and on and on. A bunch of different Democrats saying, we're at the breaking point. We're dying here. What are you doing? You're not helping. I actually got this email. Jesse, he starts out by saying, pretty sure Chris is a pothead playing little green bag today. Probably is. He said, that aside, I have another POV point of view on why New, uh, New York and Chicago are revolting against the illegals. These states are solid blue. Do they need more potential blue voters? Thoughts? Well... I'm glad you asked. Have you ever heard, and I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of it, of Waldseidlung? Waldseidlung. Waldseidlung. I don't know how to say it. It's German. Have you ever heard of it? Waldseidlung? W-A-L-D-S-I-E-D-L-U-N-G. You ever heard of it? Fascinating thing. You see, just stay with me here. East Germany was the communist part. Remember, there was West Germany and East Germany post-World War II. The Soviets controlled East Germany, decided they wanted another communist country. East Germany became communist. And along with that communism came all the misery that comes with it. Everything just kind of sucks. The communities suck. Everything's ugly. Everything's poor. Everything's terrible. Everything's hyper-censored. Police state stuff. It's awful. Totally terrible. But... If you went out into the forest in uh, Brandenburg, if I, if I remember right, is where it was located. But that, that doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't matter. If you go out into the forest, you will eventually come across this beautiful, almost like a gigantic subdivision or a little town. Beautiful. Now, it doesn't look so beautiful today. It's old and it's overgrown and things like that. But back then, it would have looked like a mecca, especially compared to the rest of East Germany. You come to this town, and what do you have? These lovely little suburban homes. Suburbia. It's the safe suburbia. You have, my goodness, restaurants, movie theaters, sports complexes. Just one of these places where if you, you find yourself making 100 grand a year, you pack it up and move out there with the wife and kids, and you live in that white picket fence life, baby. But why would that be in East Germany? Why would a place like this even exist in a communist East Germany? Well, because that's where, the, that's where the communist leaders lived. The communist leaders didn't, didn't want to live around all the other crap. They wanted to go out and live in a wonderful place. So they built for themselves a wonderful, safe, beautiful community with all the options that capitalism gave them. Let me ask you something else. Do you know how many people starve to death in North Korea every day? You don't, because I don't, because nobody knows, because they keep it secret. We know from people who've defected, who people who've gotten out, we know it's a lot. We know that it's so bad in North Korea, there are stories of people trying to get through the electric fence to get out, knowing they're not going to make it. So instead of going back to North Korea... They intentionally throw themselves into the electric fence to end it all. That doesn't, that's not, we're not talking about 1950 today. As you and I, as you're sitting there listening to the sound of my voice, 
people are living through that today. That's the level of starvation and poverty they go through. And did you know that the Kim family, we're on generation number three now, the people who run the country, the Kim family, you know they have over a dozen luxury mansions, private jets, the most luxury lifestyle you can possibly imagine. Why, why are people like Eric Adams, why are any New York Democrats, these New York City Democrats, so compassionate, such a sanctuary city? We love you illegal immigrants. Why are they all of a sudden all over the news complaining about illegal immigrants? Well, all communism, this applies to all of it. it this has been universal wherever it's taken hold, from the Soviet Union to Cambodia, to China, to Venezuela, to East Germany, to New York City. All communism is this way. The leaders of it, the leaders of it, never intend to live under it. They are pushing it because it gives them more money and it gives them more power because it's the religion of the malcontent and the malcontents continue to put them in office. But they are never going to live underneath it. Of course, the communist wants America flooded with illegal immigrants. It's part of his plan to water down any feelings of sovereignty or patriotism. It's part of his plan to water down the electorate because they do intend to have these people voting. It's part of his plan to break the healthcare system, education system, because the more he can break, the more he can rebuild in his communist Leninist image. That is always the plan. It's always been the plan. It always will be the plan. But he doesn't want to live under any of that. Why do you think? Why do you think all the communist leaders you see on the news from elected representatives to people in the media, why do you think they don't live in the bad neighborhoods? It's weird how they always live in the good neighborhoods. It's weird how they always seem to fly on private jets while telling you to give up your car. These people, none of these people ever had any intention of living underneath what they want for you. Remember, always remember the three characteristics they all have in common. No love of country. Oftentimes they hate it, but no love of country. No connection to normal people, real people, how normal people live. And third, this one might be the most important of the three. The people, these people see themselves, they really do as kings and queens. And that's hard for you and I to understand because we would never look at ourselves that way. Would we? If we have any position of power or influence at all, maybe you do, maybe in your company, maybe maybe you're one of the senators or congressmen listening to this show or a governor or something. If you have any position of power or authority, I would hope you feel a sense of responsibility with it, right? You feel responsible to the people who follow you. You feel responsible to the people who are guided by you in any way, whether it be large ways or small ways. Why? Because you hopefully don't see yourselves as yourself as being above them. You see yourself as having possibly a leadership responsibility, but you don't see yourself as being above them. More important, God loves me more. But because you don't look at things like that, it's hard for you and I to understand how they look at things. 
Of course Democrats don't want illegal immigrants in their city. Illegal immigrants? No, that's for the that's for the peasants in El Paso. Oh my goodness, no, that's for that's for icky places like Yuma. No, we don't we don't want that here. No, you don't understand. I'm out here pushing it. So I'm being compassionate. I have a mission. I'm on my mission for my communist god, but I don't know who. I don't want to Oh gosh, we don't want them here. They smell icky. They view themselves as being kings and queens. Kings and queens issue decrees all the time they don't intend to live under. That's part of being a king and a queen. Of course these places are angry about illegal immigrants. They were always sanctuary cities, but they never wanted to have to ugh, house them. Oh my goodness, we have to educate them? Uh, New York, they're about to enter New York City public schools and they're already freaking out about it. Oh my gosh, I'm compassionate, but I don't want them educated by my son. Not next to Aiden. He doesn't even speak Spanish. Communists never intend to live under communism, ever. That's never changed. And America's communists are no different. All right, let's get to how these people view themselves, teachers and many, many other things. Before we do that, Let's do something tonight. Speaking of a lovely community, how about Tunnel to Towers building a lovely community in Florida for Gold Star Widows, for families of fallen first responders? It's just one of the coolest concepts ever. I just, I can't believe they came up with this because these families, obviously there's something missing, right? When dad's gone, when mom's gone, there's a hole there that'll never be filled. You can't bring them back. But what they need is community, coming together with others, supporting each other. That's part of the human condition. Tunnel to Towers is building them an entire community in Florida. Man, you want to talk about a blessed mission. Talk about something that makes you feel good about your $11 a month. That's all they ask. Not exactly breaking the bank, is it? 11 bucks a month. Sign up to give it automatically. You'll never know it's gone. Go to t2t.org. 11 bucks a month, all right? Hang on. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We'll get to getting the government we deserve here in a moment, but I have an announcement to make. I should have probably opened the show with this, but honestly, I didn't have it totally confirmed until now, so now you're getting it now. All right. So, obviously, we, we you're well aware that the, the Anti-Communist Manifesto is a book I wrote, and we, we, we do the jessekellybook.com thing where you can order it from where you want. We, we do all that. But there's been something else uh, I have been passionate about that goes along with it, something that's going to be a, a consistent theme from now on in this show. That something is this. There is a real loneliness problem, not just as a nation, Uh, There's a loneliness and hopelessness problem on the right. We are so surrounded with cultural filth. It's everywhere we look that people, people feel lonely and hopeless. Jesse always lost. Jesse, nothing matters. Jesse, I can't deal with it anymore. Jesse, we're already finished. Jesse, and I get it. And I'm not dogging on you for that. I get it. You look around and there's so much bad that it's ugly that I have been more and more passionate and getting more and more passionate about 
a community about this is why I tell you to get out of the house, even if you're more introverted like me, get out of the house and go to one of the various conservative conventions out there, whatever it may be. Go to a Trump rally if you're a Trump fan. Go to a DeSantis rally if you're a DeSantis fan. Get out and be around. Put yourself around with purpose. Put yourself around people who think like you, who share your values, who want what you want. It's lonely out there until you realize there are millions of people just like you. There are. And that's hard to see if you never leave the house. So we're going to do something. This is not a one-off. This is going to be something that I intend to do on this show until the day they kick me off the air. You know we wrote the Anti-Communist Manifesto. You know it's available at jessekellybook.com. We have 2,000 pins. What are these pins? It's this little pin. It's really cool. It's very simple. It's black with gold lettering on it. You can go see what it looks like. Black with gold lettering on it. What is it? It says AC for anti-communist on it. And this is what, one, I need to clarify. The first 2,000 people, because there are only 2,000 of them, you have to go to jessekellybook.com and follow the link and you'll figure out how you get yours. It's you order two or more copies or have already ordered two or more copies. Then you have to, there's a form you fill out online. You upload your address and all, and you have to get a clear picture of the receipt and things like that. Anyway, so two or more books, the first 2,000 get this, but this is going to be something that I will mix in whenever I possibly can. This is what I want. This is my dream, I guess I should say. Maybe it won't happen, but this is my dream. My dream is you walk around with an AC pin on you. I wanted it simple and I wanted it not obvious so people would actually wear it. I want people to wear it. I want you to wear it where you go. I wanted ladies to be able to wear it. I wanted men to be able to wear it. And when you see someone else with it on, This is obviously not a requirement. I'm not in charge of you. You do what you do. When you see another person with that AC pin, would you go up to them, introduce yourself, maybe even have a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever it is you do? Maybe take five minutes. Look, it's not an all-day thing. You don't have to take an hour. Take five minutes. Take 10 minutes. Get to know a kindred spirit out there. There are many of us. We are not alone. And if you're an introvert and that sounds intimidating, that's a very good point, Chris. What an icebreaker. Walk up to that person and give me crap about something. Hey, so you listen to the balding guy too? I don't care what it is. Put me down. I hate Jesse. You must hate him too. Whatever it is. I want a community. I want us to be a community. Anti-communism cannot be an individual thing because individuals, we can't get it done. It must become a community. It must become an anti-communist coalition that comes together to stand against all the evil out there right now. If you want one of these, I'm pretty sure it's two books or more. If you order two books or more is what they set up, I believe. You order two books or more, there's a link at jessekellybook.com for the pin. Chris, there is a link. You have it confirmed. Okay, Chris is looking at it right now. It is live. It's good to go. jessekellybook.com. You order two or more. Get your AC pin, and if you wouldn't mind, again, I know I'm not in charge of you. I wanted it simple and good-looking. I think that's what we did. 
please wear it. Don't just get it and keep it. I want you to wear it. I want you to run into someone else with it. And when that day comes, because this is something that's going to happen more and more, when the day comes, if you wouldn't mind, email me and tell me about it. I want this to be a lasting community that's there long after I'm dead and gone. You are not alone. Do not despair. You are not alone. You hear me? Millions of people think just like you think. So there you go. JesseKellyBook.com. Go order a couple books. Fill out the form. Get your pin. Sorry, there are only 2,000 of them. The time is limited. <laughs> so, all right. Um, what's going on at the border? There's this border wave or there isn't a border wave. Seems like that stalled. I, I don't know. But I know who knows. Brandon Darby knows. He knows everything about the Dagon border. We're going to talk to Brandon Darby real quick next about what's going on. And then we'll get back to local elections and the country we deserve and everything. Hang on. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I love this music. Chris is too young and stupid and immature to understand how beautiful music like that is. But I'm glad Brandon Darby is not. Joining me now, my friend Brandon Darby knows more about the border than anybody I've ever talked to in my life. Read all of his stuff at Breitbart. He does the Cartel Chronicles. Okay, Brandon, we were we were told there were 750,000 people coming to the border because of the expiration of Title 42. Obviously, there have been a bunch of people coming, but that massive wave has not quite materialized yet. One, do I have that right? You can tell me if I'm wrong. And two, why? Yeah, you, you have that right um, in part. I mean, partly because a massive wave was already happening, right? Okay. Uh, days ago, just last week, days before, we were getting into, you know, ten and 13,000 people per day. Um, you know, one day it was like 9,000 10 and it went up from there so one is it's already happening right and it was happening prior two is mexico is temporarily taking actions uh that are slowing people down i mean we can we can make estimates of how many people are in mexico heading here how many people got temporary visas to stay in mexico and get here and what have you um and so basically it's politics mexico is is helping make the Biden administration look better. Uh, the Biden administration, A, was already having large numbers of people, so they can then say, oh, well, the numbers haven't gone up. And in addition to that, they're doing things that allow many people who come here to come legally, even though maybe it's not legal. We're not really sure how to look at that. Um, it, it's open for debate. You know, it's kind of like saying uh, illegal aliens, people who are sneaking in the country, yeah, people who are turning themselves into requesting asylum, there's a debate about that. The law says they can do that. Some people say, well, it means at ports of entry. And it's like, but it doesn't say at ports of entry, right? Uh, does one law supersede the other? Uh, it is debatable, right? So the safe term when it comes to people who turn themselves in is migrant. Um, people can call them illegal, but I don't know that they are illegal. Uh, that it's just our policies are jacked, right? Uh, it's how our policies are written. Um, but, but the numbers are already pretty high. So, so it hasn't been the tsunami that was predicted, um, you know. But again, it, you know, I was asked, do I want to send people, teams to different places on the border, in, internally in my company? And I said, I think we need to wait. Like, what are you talking about? It's going to be a tsunami. And I said, well, I'm not sure it's going to be a tsunami. Uh, if people are smart, and I do think that there's plenty of smart people and crafty people in both the U.S. and uh, Mexican administra presidential administrations, if they're smart, what they would do is, is you know, stave it off for a week or two. 
um, with, with, you know, different, you know, policies and, and uh, actions. And, and that's ultimately what happened. So I, I didn't waste any of my company's money, you know. So you, th- oh, great. So of course we would make it political instead of just doing the right thing. Let me let me ask you about Mexico, and uh, you obviously are very familiar with the inner workings there. Do they often work with us to try to help? Is that a contentious relationship? How often how often are they our friends, and how often are they our enemies when it comes to dealing with illegal immigrants? Many of whom obviously are not coming from Mexico; they're coming from other places. Well, I, mean, I think there's there's overall a culture of some resentment, right? Because a we're powerful, and we're the people in the north who are all powerful, and they feel like we took half of their territory, right? So, so there there's definitely some historical resentment there. Uh, you know, I could point out who they took the territory from and what have you, um, but but there's definitely historical resentment there. But but basically, Mexico does. You know, anyone who does any type of operation in Mexico, whether you're trying to get business done, whether you're trying to deal with a factory, whether you're trying to get paperwork done, whether you're trying to get someone out of jail, whether you're trying to find a cartel fugitive, everyone who does any business in Mexico knows that you pay for it, right? Whether it's called that or not, you pay for it, right? Like, if you get pulled over, you don't say, can I bribe you? You know, you say is there a way I can pay the sign right here in cash? And they said, yeah, of course. And then you get to go, right? Like that's how Mexico is. So, so the, this administration uh, and the past administration uh, and the one before that and the one before that, like, and we could keep going uh, back as far as we want when they want to get something done in Mexico, they're paying for it. Um, they're, they're agreeing to something. They're agreeing to a trade deal. They're agreeing to, um, you know, one thing or another, more money for this, for that, for the drug war that actually goes in their pockets. Um, you know, th- this is what, this is how it is. You pay for it. And uh, it's very frustrating as an individual who's trying to help people in Mexico when you're trying to help and you, you need information in order to, to write. And someone says, well, you know, you know, that's a lot of work for me to talk, to spend this much time. Could I have, uh, and you're like, really? You're going to ask me for money? You know, like I'm sitting here as a a white dude in Lubbock, Texas right now, like near Lubbock, Texas, like you're, I'm just helping you because I feel like I should, like an under the least of these kind of deal. And you're asking me for money for your, to help your own people. It's really sad, but that's the way it works. And there's all kinds of reasons for that. All kinds of historical, socioeconomic, we could go on and on, but it doesn't change the fact that that's the way it is. And this administration is definitely cutting deals just like Trump did and just like others have. Brandon, uh, again, we're speaking with Brandon Darby. Go read his stuff at Breitbart. The Cartel Chronicles stuff is it's so good. Okay, so is there anything to, I know Texas, like states like Texas, they're putting up razor wire. They're sending down National Guard stuff. One, is that effective? Two, is that... I, I, that sounds like a very temporary solution that will just move people to other parts of the border, but you're the border expert. I'm not. Give me your thoughts. Well, okay. I, I really do, you know, I do try to keep it from being political. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try to be very honest where, where I'm coming from. Obviously, I'm right of center. Uh, can't remember the last time I didn't vote for a Republican. You know, it's been many, many, many years, in fact, decades at this point. Um, uh, those are my perspectives, right? That said, right, uh, sometimes I do have to comment on the politics of things and when it comes to the border. 
very political. Like, do, do, does the razor wire making all the DPS troopers leave our highways up here and go there from across Texas? Does it influence the pattern of where people are coming in? Yes, absolutely. Uh, does it temporarily reduce crime? Possibly. Um, but is it substantial and actually changing something? Is it sustainable? None of that. No, it's not sustainable, and it's mm-hmm. largely political. It's it's mm-hmm. largely a political um, a maneuver, right? Uh, it's like, hey, like I need this political maneuver, so let's spend, you know, let's spend hundreds of millions of dollars to do this, even though all of those people are going to show up anyways, and they're going to be released into the United States. We know that, but but Texans want want to see me doing something, and that's how I feel about it. I, um, and I feel that way because I have a lot of information about it, and I know that it's just not, um, you know, overall, it's that that part of it is not. Now, having more troopers there pulling people over, um, you know, with some of the crime in the region, is that helpful? It is, but then at the same time, you, you have Texan communities, uh, Texas communities full of Texans who aren't criminals, right, who are just getting pulled over nonstop. I mean, any community you go to, if you go to somewhere in Houston and you just start pulling everyone over constantly and making them feel like they're hunted, you're going to find more drugs than you would if you don't, right? That's just how it works, you know? Um, so so it, 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 there's a lot to it. It's complex, but I think largely political at this point with what we're seeing. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what I suspected. It looked like a big show pony to me, and I'm glad to hear that I was not wrong about that. Brandon Darby, you are the best, my man. Thanks for making us smarter once again. Thanks, brother. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, a big Band-Aid on a massive head wound is what it seems like. All right, all right. We're not done. We're, we're far from done. It's early, baby. We got, uh, you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something that's guaranteed to make you laugh? I'm going to play something for you next. No matter what, even if it makes you cringe a little bit, it'll make you laugh. And then we'll dig into more things, emails and whatnot. Before we get to that, you know it's no laughing matter? Those garbage towels you use. What, Chris? Towels are serious business. You use towels every day. Or if you're like Chris and Michael, probably once a week when you get out of the shower. But my pillow. Michael said three times. Okay, good, Michael. That's good. We're improving. My pillow has the greatest towels ever. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows it's USA cotton. They're just the softest, most wonderful things ever. They have a six-piece towel set. It's normally $99.98. Now, that's not bad, obviously. that's Look, you produce high-quality towels. That's what they're going to cost. But right now, they're on clearance. 25 bucks. Go get a couple sets. Six-piece towel set, 25 bucks. You have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or you can call them 800-845-0544. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Let's laugh together. Next. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats for Friday. Or wait, no, death threats aren't for Friday. Those are for every day. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All those can be emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Are you ready to laugh a little bit? There's a comedian. I've never heard of him before. James McCann. He did this little bit. It's only about a minute long on the, on the, on the COVID vax. 
And man, no matter what your situation is, just sit back and, and laugh for a minute. I was dying. I regret having gotten the vaccine. I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm sure it's fine, but I just wish when the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says, fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. Like, oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. <laughs> She's in that attic there. I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that, I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. <laughs> oh, look, it's, it, you got you to gotta, you gotta rip on yourself every now and then, right? He's not alone in that. I, I can't count how many emails I've gotten from people. Jesse, I wished I hadn't. Jesse, I felt like I had to. Jesse, hey, remember this. Don't beat yourself up too much. If you end up, if you ended up putting that that thing in your body for whatever reason, work reason, family reason, maybe you were just scared, whatever the case may be. If you ended up doing that to yourself and you regret it today, give yourself some grace. Do keep in mind that was the largest propaganda campaign in the history of mankind. Nothing else has ever come close to that volume of money and power spreading that around. Nothing has ever come close to that propaganda campaign. All the governments of the Western world joining with every single corporation, every entertainer, sports leagues. You couldn't escape it. You walk down the streets of New York City, Every single one of the they, every single one of the little sidewalk things. Every single one. Have you got your jet? Step in here. Get yours. I, I saw it blinking in lights in Times Square. It was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. You go pee at a urinal. I remember this like it was yesterday. I was at an Irish pub in New York City, and I went into the urinal and walked in there, and boom! You can't even go pee without being told about it. If you succumb to that, give yourself a little bit of grace. All right. Give yourself a bit of grace, laugh at yourself, and move on, okay? Okay. Now, um, one more thing I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about the AC pins, the anti-communist pins in the book earlier in the show. One thing I forgot to mention was this. I've been asked a ton, a ton about how do I get a signed copy? How do I get an autographed copy? And you should know that we're doing the autographs a little bit different than is traditional. I know you're going to find that shocking. There'll be a little something extra there for the autographs. Um, but anyway, how do you do that? I have an update for you on that. One, the book tour. I will keep you updated again on the book tour. Remember, I only have three locations, I believe, so far that I know we're going to. There will be more. Houston, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Florida. So far, there will be more. Stop yelling at me. They're working on it. It's not me. I'm not putting this up. So if you're at a live event, if you come to one of the events, I'll sign until my hand falls off. Don't worry about that. That's one. Two, 
I found out they do this thing that I didn't even know this was a thing. Remember, I, I just joke about being a world-famous author. I've never written a book before. Apparently, they have these live signing events, and that is done online. Essentially, this is what will happen one night after the show's over, after the radio show is over. This will be something where you'll be able to see me on your computer, I'm assuming, or smart device, iPhone, iPad, whatever that is. You'll be able, you'll, you'll be able to, to, to see me. So it would be like we're interacting, and I'm not sure exactly how that goes, but I do know this. The live signing event, it's one of those ones where I sign them. I'm interviewed by somebody for an hour or however long it lasts, and I sign them during that event. That's the whole point of the live signing event. Those are the only two ways I know of to get autographed books. I don't know how people normally do this, but that's what they told me I need to do. So that's what's getting done. So there, there's your update on that. Now, let's have a talk about getting the government we deserve. We don't ever want to, we don't ever want to hear that. And you especially don't want to hear that. And why don't you want to hear that? Well, because when I talk to you, about lazy voters, when I talk to you about not participating in primaries, when I talk to you about people not caring enough, it doesn't apply to you. It's like there's a room full of a, a bunch of obese people and you're the one who works out every day and I'm standing up in front of the room of obese people and I'm saying, you guys need to work out more. And you're looking around saying, uh, I, I am. So we don't want to hear it because you personally don't deserve it. You do care. You do participate. You are involved. And that's good. To whatever level you can be, you are involved. That's good. So it's difficult because it doesn't apply to you. But it does apply to normie norms. We have not done enough to support local wins. We have not done enough to dig into local elections. We are getting better. We need more. I got this email. Jesse, we had a local election two weeks ago with only one item to vote on, a tax levy. My son asked if I was going to vote, and I said no. He was upset and encouraged me to vote. So I did. I think only a handful of people showed up that day. I realized voting isn't always about the issues, but also about being an example to our kids and grandkids. Take them with you. We have to change our mentality on the right to mirror the mentality of the communists. As I've told you before, I've had, remember that one communist or former communist emails the show? She missed one vote, just forgot about a local vote, just some local jerkwater of vote that, you've, that maybe you never even participated in. She was so upset with herself for missing that one vote, she needed therapy. We have got to change our mentality. All right? All right, now. We have a lot more to get to. We have to get to the Federal Reserve and emails and, and many things, but we also have to get to your garbage phone. I got this email. I love this. Jesse, oh, humble genius author. This morning, my one-and-a-half-year-old phone went to a place where phones go to die, called Verizon for help, no help with problems, misinformation. They screwed up my account and warranty coverage. They couldn't have cared less. When I told them I was going to switch to Pure Talk, she chuckled and asked me if I needed their phone number. So I switched. They were wonderful. Thank you for all you do, including having Pure Talk as an advertiser. You want to be treated like an actual valued customer? You want to talk to a customer service representative who speaks English 
from here in America? You want to deal with a company that shares your values? Switch from your garbage cell phone company and go to Pure Talk. They love you. They love you. They're giving out free Samsung Galaxies right now when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and data too. All you have to do is pick up your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That's it. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Takes 10 minutes on the phone. Switch to Pure Talk today, all right? All right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.